Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let us take a moment in praying. Lord, we just thank you for what you do, Lord. We just thank you for all your actions and all your good works that you do for us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the stuff that you give us. Those including your judgment, Lord, when it is needed, Lord, and your correction, Lord, so we can walk closer to you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your gift, the Holy Spirit, Lord, and that you give him freely, Lord, and that he can lead us into all things, and that we do not have to rely on ourselves, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the word and at this time, our discussion in the book of Acts. We are in chapter 12, and we are covering verses 1 through 19. So at this time, if you have not heard the previous episodes or you just need to be refreshed in the Word, I recommend that you pause this episode at this time and give yourself the time and opportunity to cover down on that section of Scripture. And then join us so you can follow along in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. At this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, promise. Okay, so first Lord was talking to me about um, when Peter was knocking on the door while um, everybody was debating on whether Peter had really come or not. Okay. And the Lord showed me that Peter wasn't trying to break down the door and trying to get in that way, but that he kept knocking in. That if the they if they didn't come, he wasn't going after a couple seconds. Oh, they're not coming, then walk off. But he was still knocking on the door and he was being patient. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord showed me that that's what the Holy Spirit was like, and how he didn't try to break down the door. Into people's life, and then rush in, mm-hmm. do what he's, do what he would like to do. Mm-hmm. But that he continued to, that he knocked on the door. That if they didn't want to come to the door, that he left and went to another person. Amen. Holy Spirit, and he he is long suffering. That mm-hmm. is a fruit of the spirit as well. Patience. Um, when the Lord described himself, he described himself as long suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. So um, goodness and mercy. So. Patience, uh, we were talking about that a couple of um, episodes ago. Holy Spirit is very patient. He's very long-suffering. And although he has good plans and he wants to show us good things and do wonderful things or manifest wonderful things that he's done for us in our lives, he waits for our permission. So that is, an, and, and actually that's a big step for Peter because he used to be Mr you know, <laughs> chop off the ear. A little impatient. Yeah, very impatient and um, self-willed and uh, prideful in some regards, which is just a product of the flesh, not necessarily something that's specifically attributed or only attributed, attributed to him. But we get the privilege of seeing from a 
from the Lord's perspective, from a third party view, you know, how he was in his, we'll say his youth and his early days with Christ. And then the man we see um, operating here in Acts chapter 12. So he had learned to put on patience. And, you know, like you said, he wasn't snatching the swords off the guards and chopping their ears off in the dungeon. He wasn't busting down the door going, don't y'all know I'm out here with the dumb girl go and, you know, berating and tearing people right down with his mouth, which we had known him to run off at the mouth before and to run away from God. He abandoned Jesus and all of those things. And I'm not saying that to bring up his negative attributes. I'm saying it so that we can look at ourselves and go, and the Lord still used him. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. There's hope for me. There's hope for me. Um, the Lord doesn't, he's not offended, if you will, or, or thrown off by the things that we've done in our past, just like the apostle Paul was a murderer. God wasn't offended by that. And the, and the means of He's never going to be able to use you. He cannot clean, cleanse you and wash you and make you someone new. But that's exactly what his ministry was here to do in the natural earth, to make us new creations, to provide that pathway for us back to God from the destruction that we are dwelling in or we're living in to now we can be new creations in Christ Jesus and, and touch the Father again and have newness of life and reconciliation through his blood. So absolutely, we see the, the, the fruit of the Spirit because he's full of the Holy Spirit and faith, right? And I know that's what we were talking about with Barnabas, but as the Lord is ministering through Peter, we know that he had the same qualities as well. Um, Not of his flesh, but of his kinship with the Lord and walking with the Lord and his willingness to abide with him. The Lord was moving through him. So yes, he was patient. Hallelujah. What else you got, Promise? It then was that Peter didn't come to um, the house expecting expecting special honors because he got freed by an angel. He didn't say, don't you know it's freed by an angel, so shouldn't you hurry up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't using that as a basis to get get something from other people. You mean to exalt himself and say, look, I'm special? Look what the Lord did with me or through me? Mm-hmm. Or look what he did in my life? It wasn't about him being special at all, right? Yes. Because the Lord's no respecter of persons. There's no partiality in him. There's no favoritism in him. He loves each one of his children equally. Amen. Amen, he does. So there was patience, right? And you brought up about the qualities of kinship with the Lord, right? And as you pointed out there, promise, he just stood at the door and knocked. He didn't jump over the fence or... Squeeze himself in or kick the door down. Bust in through a window. Right. Kool-Aid man or anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. He didn't do any of those things. And and neither does our Lord and Savior. Right. That's the same type of quality. Having patience because he loves us. Right. Amen. And there's scripture to support that. Right. Uh, About the Lord because he's our pattern example. It's written in Revelation. Behold. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Mm -hmm. To the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. But there's multiple times in scripture that the Lord is talking about how he's right at the door. All right. Um, in Matthew twenty four thirty three, right? He also he says, When you also see these things, 
you'll know that he is near, right at the door. Uh, Luke 12, 36 talks about, you'll be like servants waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can open the door for him at once. But then there's the other side of it. James 5, 9 writes, it says this, do not complain about one another, brothers, so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge is standing at the door. Because that is the, I'll say, the other part of Jesus that many times we either forget or choose to, to um, I'll say disregard. forget. Disregard. Yeah, disregard, right, mm-hmm. to, to cast aside, right? But that's not our Lord in his fullness. He is, I'll say, he is Lord. He does love. He, and it also says, Scripture tells us God is love. Right? Mm -hmm. But he's also the righteous judge. The Father has given him that responsibility and authority to do so. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. But now I think we've understood judging incorrectly. And, And I mean it in this way. For those that choose to be in opposition to the Lord, right? His judging is still done in love. What does he say? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, right? Or depart from me, I never knew you, right? What he's saying is continue on your journey. That is the, so even in his judging, it is a final act of love. It is literally the last act of love he can have for that person. Because if we read, even in the scriptures, we just read about him staying at the door and knocking. There is the element and aspect of it's all done out of love. He's calling and drawing people near, giving them the opportunity to open the door to him and his life. He's pursuing them. Mm-hmm. So in his in the the judgment, his judging is saying, "I won't pursue you any longer. I will give you what you've asked for. Continue on your journey." Amen. Unfortunately for people, for those that chose to be in opposition. That ends in hell. And to some of them, it's, it's their delight. It, 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 there to are some, people yes. who want to go to hell, who literally hate God, hate Jesus, and they want nothing to do with him. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine because we love him and he's so good. But there are people who literally feel that way. The adversary Absolutely. literally hates God and hates the Messiah. I mean, not that the blood of Jesus, it's not made for angels and to restore them. It but wasn't. they are literally of their father, the devil, mm-hmm. and their delight is just what Satan's delight is. So remember that God is love. First John tells us that God is love. Not he has love, not he does love, but he is love. His very nature, if you scraped him and looked at his DNA, it would be love, right? Amen. He is love. And so love, because of who God is, pure love, God's kind of love does involve correction and it has judgment. But we as humans, we want to think nice. We think God is nice. And nice is a, hum- a human counterfeit to love because Amen. nice will lie to you. Do I look bad in this dress? No, it looks great on you because you're trying to be nice. And I just gave you a very superficial example of it. But nice will lie. Love 
does not lie. There is no lie in God. There is, you know, like it, it does not involve fear, lies, deception, murder, malice, any of those things. But nice does. Nice will stab mm-hmm. you in the back, say something, one thing to your face and do something different behind your back. So nice is a human um, counterfeit to the love of God. God's love is pure and it does involve judgment. Amen. And actually, I didn't read that scripture when I read from Revelation 3.20. The verse 19 says, those I love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be earnest and repent. And then he goes into how he's standing at the door and knocking. Mm -hmm. Chastening is in love as well, not just niceties. Oh, you only say nice things. God tells us the truth. And he corrects those that he loves because he wants you to not enter the path that leads to hell and destruction and not to become a, a fellowshipper with the adversary and partaking of the adversary's ways. Amen. But but to become conformed to the image of Christ, right? His nature, his character, and his attributes being displayed always throughout every area and aspect of your life. And, and I love, honey, honey, how you brought up about offense and not being offended uh, as part of the, I'll say, qualities of kinship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because if we look at this, um, and the, we'll back up a little bit. The end of chapter 11, it talks about how Barnabas and Saul received or were chosen to receive the offering and from the, the word of the Lord through Agabus uh, about there being a great famine throughout the world. And they brought up, they intended to take an offering and to send that relief to those at Judea. Mm-hmm. So Saul and Barnabas met with Peter, James, and John. And then now we get to chapter 12, and it just so happens that James is killed. And there's two Jameses. There's James, the brother of John, the sons of (coughs) Zebedee, the sons of thunder. Is that right? And then there's James, the brother of Jesus, who was standing outside with his parents going, get out here, why are you doing all this nonsense? <laughs> who later converted and believed that his, his big brother was, in fact, the Messiah. Which brings is. us right back to Revelation 3.20, right? Uh, or 21, to him who overcomes, I'll give these things, right? So Amen. there's what well, I bring that up because there's still hope for each of us, and there's still time. But take, in, take advantage of the time and opportunity we have now. And don't think there's more time. There, exactly. <laughs> like you, the time is coming and now is the time Amen. for us to, to conform to the image of Christ. Right. And the, the James that Peter went to talk to is the one who wrote the book of James. Absolutely. That see in the Bible. And that the is Jesus', Jesus. brother. Amen. Yes. His, his natural brother. And but what I'm saying is here in this moment, we have, we have James gets killed by Herod. And then Peter is rolled up and imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And it would be real easy, if you will, for the enemy to use that and, and for them to give the enemy foot, a foothold in their lives and throughout the apostles and to have offense with Saul. Because remember, Saul used to persecute the church. He, so he kind of got the ball rolling um, to this scale, if you will. Absolutely. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're taking a page out of his playbook, which really the enemy, the adversary, Satan's playbook, right? That he was working in and through Paul at that time. Mm-hmm. But now Paul is overcoming and he's preaching and teaching the word concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and he's Savior, Jesus Christ. He's exactly. Mm-hmm. But now let's look at everything that's happening to these apostles. 
And very easily, they could have said, this is Saul's fault. Right after Saul comes back to Jerusalem, now we're, we're experiencing all this persecution or continued persecution, but it's having effect, or seemingly on the surface it's having effect in the fact that some are dying and others are being um, thrown in prison, right? Yes. But you don't read about that anywhere here. And yes, there are multiple places throughout the, the New Testament where Saul, later Paul, is writing, and, and there are multiple meetings and times where he and Peter met. But it shows a continued relationship, and not once does it say here that they blame Saul and Barnabas for coming, and that they were being used, or that now Peter, James, and John were, or Peter and John, because James was taken, perished, he died, right, for yes. uh, in the name of the gospel, but that they weren't offended with him. In fact, Peter writes later about how Paul, Saul, later Paul, his words were weighty. So he was acknowledging the gift and the, the gift of revelation that the Lord had given Paul, Saul, prior to, right, through yes. the Holy Spirit. And, and this is someone that walked with Jesus. So again, you just see that exhibiting the same qualities of kinship with the Lord, his nature, that our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, it, his nature, character, and attributes being displayed throughout everyone, even in spite of, I'll say, times and circumstances and situations that it would be very easy to look at things in the natural or through our carnal mind and allow the enemy to have a foothold through offense. Mm-hmm. So then for us, the instruction is don't do that. Amen. Don't give the adversary um, a foothold and don't um, think that entertaining such things has any fruit or benefit in your life. Um, You know, sometimes you're like, well, I just want to be sure that no, put your faith in God, trust him, and then look to see the blessing of the Lord, look to see the good of the Lord, look to see um, the, the fulfilling of what the Lord is doing in the spirit. So, we mentioned this also, we read the scripture, not looking at people or things after the flesh, but looking at them after the spirit, seeing them the same way that God sees them, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, examining the situation. Um, I was looking at, I was reading a book by Jesse DePlantis, um, I Never Learned to Doubt, and I'm, you know, I just started the book, but the first part of it, it um, first couple chapters, it references uh I think it's Philippians four or um, whatever's good and lovely and of a good report. What is that? Um, Philippians that's, what? That's also in Philippians. That's chapter four. Um, I believe it's verses eight through nine. Okay. And so like the way that he um, articulated it was choosing to put your mind on the things that are lovely. And you know, that's what the scripture literally says. But when the way you think about it is, is this something that the thought that's coming to me, is that one I can praise God on? If it's not, mm-hmm. then you reject it because it's not from the Holy Spirit. Amen. But if you can give God glory and honor because through that, you know, that thought does glorify and honor God, then that's the Holy Spirit. But like deciphering between those unrighteous thoughts that try to come in and parade themselves or masquerade themselves as um, this is 
coming from the Lord or something that you should entertain, distinguishing between the two is asking yourself those questions. Is this pure? Is this lovely? Is it of a good report? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Um, And if it doesn't meet that standard, you cast it out because it doesn't belong. It didn't come from the father of lights. It came from the adversary. So the Lord doesn't need you to be just trustful. He never says, be suspicious. He will tell you, (laughs) you know, this X, Y, and Z, this person is, you know, this is what's going to come out of the situation. And you can take that without feeling thoughts of resentment, bitterness, malice, unbelief towards God or hatred and go, okay, I understand what this is. Let me move on. I'll deal with it according to whatever guidance Holy Spirit gives and I will move forward. And the person is never under accusation or criminalized or in your mind, you're not afraid, you're not angry or bitter. You're able just to judge it the way the Lord sees or perceive it the way the Holy Spirit has judged the situation and then move forward. But if it is off that marker, if it's not a pure, if it's not honorable, if it's not right, it's not lovely, cast it out. Don't even entertain it. Amen. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Amen. But there's also the other aspect, and we see this in the, in the last couple of verses of Acts 12, right? Verse 8, oh, what we read or are going over, verses 18 and 19, right? You see Herod and his wrath on his own people mm-hmm. because Peter escaped. And of course, no one had an answer because they were asleep, right? Yes. We don't know what happened to them. Or, well, yes. Or why but, they were. Well, they were, either way, Peter got away. Not aware. In short, right? So, yes, what answer yes. could they provide? Nothing, right? So, yes. either way, this, does this not fulfill other scripture? Where he says, the trap that the enemy laid for you, mm-hmm. they will fall in themselves. These were people that were to carry out this exact thing, but yet it is happening to them. Which goes back to what we spoken about in a previous episode where the Lord is asking us, will we trust him in this? Do we trust that he can do this? And Mm -hmm. by this, I mean, whatever thing he said, Mm -hmm. do we trust him that he will fulfill his word in our lives? Amen. He's good enough to do it. He's able to do it. Amen. Amen. The answer is yes. The answer should be yes and only yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I know we're out of time for today, but if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous episodes that we've been covering in Acts, but in particular chapter um, 12, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen and um, keep up, keep up with us, keep tuning in, keep listening day after day so that you are able to grow in your fellowship with the Lord. We have a, a saying in this, this ministry, discipleship only to the Lord, discipleship only Amen. to Christ. And as we are walking with God, you know, we want you to walk with us and follow the example that the Lord placed in us, but also ultimately be looking unto the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, because he is the one who will deliver you. He is the one who will mature you. He is the one who will cultivate his life and his presence on the inside of you and bring you to the place that he desires for you to be. And this ministry is good ground. This is a place that you can hear pure word of God that is not trying to, um, guys with any other thing but you growing in your relationship with the king jesus the messiah and your lord and savior so that you can be pleasing unto him amen well that being said can i get a volunteer to close out in prayer please i will all right layla Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for this blessed time that we've had together, Lord, to learn more about you and to 
discuss your word, God. We thank you for our partners. We thank you for our listeners, Lord. We offer a prayer up for them, Lord, that you keep them, that Mm -hmm. you protect them, Lord, that you preserve them, Lord, and that you cause them to excel and be exalted because they have put their affections on you, God. They Mm -hmm. have put their trust and their hope in you, Lord. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers each and every one of us, Lord, that surrounds us as a shield of protection, Lord, that the wicked one doesn't touch us, God. He has no authority and no power to, Lord. We thank you for this word that you've sown into our lives, Lord, and the opportunity that we have to sow it into others, God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.